Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. And thanks for checking out the Art of Money podcast. My name is Mark Owens alongside Art McPherson and Luke McCarty. All the information for the McPherson Financial Group, you can find it at theartofmoneyradio.com. Guys, I want to talk to you and have a conversation about how you talk to your clients. Who does most of the talking when you meet with a client for the first time? Is it better for you to do more talking or for the client to do more talking? The client. Usually what we want to do is listen a lot. So the first time that we have somebody come in the door, we want to get to know them and we want to get to know their situation. So a lot of people in our industry, unfortunately, want to tell somebody how wonderful they are, how bright they are, how experienced they are, how long they've been in the business, and they don't listen very well. And we have found the if we are good listeners, it helps us be able to get to the point quickly and be able to really find out why somebody has come in to talk to us and what is their issues and what are their concerns and what can we do to help them. Exactly. So the first meeting, the first appointment here in our office, it can be in the office, it can be over the phone, it could be through Zoom. But essentially, we're going to ask you a lot of questions. We need to get to know you um, before we can even come up with a thought of where we think you should be, where you're going, you know, what changes we possibly would make to your portfolio. So the first meeting is all about you. The second meeting, still all about you, but we kind of start gathering our thoughts because now we know a little bit more about you, kind of start a recommendation. And then the third meeting is kind of the true recommendation. Okay, we know where you're going. We know where you're at and we know where you want to be. And this is our plan to get you there. And we can do these conversations on Zoom, too. But do you find it better if we come in and set that one-on-one appointment? Or do you like doing them? We can do them virtually as well. It's, I think, a little bit easier because if you come in live, it's a little bit easier to kind of see our office, see our team. You know, you can't see our whole team when we do a Zoom meeting. You kind of get a different feel, you know, when you come in in person. So, But if somebody has really got some health issues that they're trying to be careful. Obviously, we want them to be careful. So um, Zoom for precaution. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the state of Florida, you know, we're pretty fortunate here. Our governor has allowed the state to run and be normal. Uh, most of it is really corporate mandates or, you know, local mandates. It's not really a state mandate. Um, we are able to kind of function COVID free in the state of Florida. So, but we have things that we're doing, you know, when people come in, we are very careful and we have everybody take their temperature and we ask them some questions about where they've been. So we want to make sure everybody's safe. Don't make the mistake of not saying enough. So when you come to see Art and Luke and the entire team at McPherson Financial Group, give them all the information so we can set your goals to get you towards retirement. And Barron's Magazine recently listed some of the, some more mistakes. These are the top three mistakes that people make when saving for retirement. And they are trying to chase the hot new trends, paying too much fines. And as Carlton English explains, another mistake people make is hoarding too much cash. I think people who hoard cash, it's almost the other side of the coin of market timing. A lot of times people do that when they feel scared. They kind of sell at the bottom. They think they'll know that right moment to get back in and be in the market. And of course, they miss that. So cash hoarder as a market timer, does she have a point? And are there better ways to put your cash to work? Being a cash hoarder, it works when the market is going down and you time it perfectly. Um, (laughs) Other than that, your cash is underperforming inflation and you're technically losing value with the cash. Um, If you're going to hoard cash, you have to make two decisions, right? First decision is when to sell to hoard the cash. The second decision is when to buy to redeploy the cash. So that's a a very hard game to play. Mm -hmm. You know, so market timing is very, very difficult. But we, you know, we do see people wanting to follow the trends, follow the hot trends. Um, You know, recently, for example, like Bitcoin. Well, Bitcoin dropped 22% last Sunday for no reason or for some reason that none of us know. So 
you can be on a trend that stops very, very quickly. You know, we had some clients a couple, you know, about a month ago ask about Parler, investing in Parler. Well, Parler is a private company, Mm -hmm. but let's assume it wasn't. And now it's all of a sudden shut down. So be careful on the trends. Be careful on playing politics in with your investments. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's definitely... We see the market timers, we see the cash orders, we see all that. And we, you know, I mean, some people out of the preponderance of caution, you know, do go to cash or request to go to cash for a while. And, you know, as an example, if you went to cash prior to the election, we had a few people want to do that, you know, like a couple weeks prior to the election, just so they didn't get caught up in election mess. But then the market did a really big rally, even though the election, you know, was kind of unresolved there for a while because we had all the COVID news come out. So you had from November all the way through the end of the year, we had this really nice rally in the market that if you were in cash, you missed. Those kind of things can cause a big problem. And like Luke said, cash right now is paying you maybe a half a percent if you've got a really great account you're in. And inflation is running about 2.3. So you're still losing value if you're just sitting in cash. So it's not a great place to be. Short periods of time, yes, but for a long period of time, it really hurts your portfolio. Can you explain Bitcoin to me? I don't understand what it is. And some people who have stock in it are bragging. But then some people are saying it's not legitimate. Do you have any information on it? Sure. So, I mean, Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency, so it is an online currency. The issue with it is not everybody accepts Bitcoin as payment, right? So if you want, if you have Bitcoin and you want to go to the grocery store, what do you have to do? You have to turn it into dollars to go buy your groceries. There is some underlying technology in it, you know, called the blockchain technology where, you know, they're trying to streamline the payment systems. You know, as, as you notice, if you make it like an ACH from your bank to another institution, it goes overnight. Well, in reality, it should be pretty quick. So that's kind of what the basis of Bitcoin is built upon is that technology that does things instantaneously. You have the money. It's going to this person, this institution immediately. However, my thoughts on Bitcoin are it's only valuable because someone else thinks it is valuable, right? If all of a sudden nobody thinks it's valuable and you own a Bitcoin, it's not worth anything. Mm-hmm. So the, the value is there right now currently, but I am not an investor in Bitcoin. Our clients are not investors in Bitcoin. <laughs> okay. um, it's very, very volatile, moves up and down. A 20% daily swing is something I don't want to experience and our clients do not want to experience. Yeah. 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 And the funny thing, Mark, is a currency is one of the most aggressive swinging instruments in the world. But this is not just a currency. This is a digital currency with really no government backing. So you've got a digital currency, uh, like with our treasury note, you at least have the full faith of the government and our treasury backing that currency. Well, we don't have that with Bitcoin. So you have a limited number of coins that are out there in the marketplace and the demand of those coins or what drive the price or the lack of demand, like Luke was saying, if all of a sudden, you know, there's a lack of demand, it falls 20%. That's a scary place to be, mm-hmm. especially if you're a new investor and you just put $30,000 in the Bitcoin and you saw it drop by four or $5,000. So would you define Bitcoin as like what we were just talking about, a hot new trend? Yes. Currently, it's a hot new trend. It's been a trend for a while. It was really hot and then it was cold and now it's really hot again. It could go hotter. It could go really high. Um, it's one of those just unknowns. You know, one of the the other thing I'll, I'll add on to it is it's a digital currency, so you don't actually have it. It's out there in the cloud. <laughs> there were some issues, you know, five, ten years ago of those being stolen, and you can't find them because you can never see it. It's way out there. It could be valuable. It is valuable, but it's something we just stay away from. And that's what I like about you guys is like, you're like, look, let me be honest with you when it comes to trends. 
Some are good, some are not so good, and that's kind of advice, and that's kind of help that the crew and the team at McPherson Financial Group want to help you out with. We're talking about the market a little bit. There's a new piece in Market Watch says there's a 73% chance that the stock market will end 2021 higher than it ended in 2020. Now, not real sure how reliable that prediction is, but if we buy into that, why shouldn't we be all in with the market right now? Volatility. <laughs> all right. So over time, what, what this article is saying is that 73% of the time, on an annual basis, the stock market is positive. So given that, yes, it is a good investment over time, but if you need the funds within one, three, five years, you do not want to be all in on the stock market because things could happen like coronavirus, right? What if you needed money in March of last year? Mm-hmm. That was not a good time to be in stocks. However, it rallied out. So now if you need it, you're okay, potentially. There's a good piece we show clients and it's about how long you're in the market versus your probability of not losing money. And if we go out to any given one year, it's a toss up, right? I mean, odds are in your favor, but it's a toss up. Um, You go out five years, 10 years, 20 years, it is in your favor to own stocks because over time you are going to be a winner if you have enough time to let it go. Because basically stocks are a great hedge against inflation. You have a real value. So like as an example, you're buying Coca-Cola. You don't, when you buy that piece of paper that says you own so many shares of Coca-Cola stock, it represents what Coca-Cola is. Coca-Cola sells Coke and they sell all kinds of different food articles and Mm -hmm. drinks. But you also buy the plant, the equipment, the land, all those different things. There's real value there. And the value of that property doesn't go down typically. Typically, it's going up. And typically, it goes up a lot faster than inflation. So that's why it's always good. It's just the volatility the market brings. It's Is it better now to hold Coke today or should I sell it because I can probably buy it six months from now cheaper? Well, the market's always playing that game. It's always, is it a good time to sell or is it a good time to buy? And the market's always trying to be ahead of the curve. So the market wants to try to be six months ahead of the average person. And that's why we get the bouncing around and the volatility we get. Do you think with all the instability in D.C. right now, with it's going to be a Democratic administration, House and Senate, the market seems to be staying pretty steady throughout all of this. It has been a little bit interesting to watch. Weird times right now. We have the president of the United States that's still president. Can't tweet. Can't YouTube. Can't do anything like that. He's I mean, been he, banned. I, he built a Spotify playlist. Can't even listen to that anymore. He literally has been disbanded from all the public forums for the most part. And then Parler, which was a very conservative forum because there's a lot of people that were getting banned from Twitter just talking about politics or, or religion. And they were getting banned for what they felt like was discrimination. They started Parler. And now, boom, Parler's gone. So some weird times right now, for sure. We are seeing some things. You know, I had talked a little bit last week about that. We are supposed to have freedom of speech. We're supposed to have freedom of assembly. We're mm-hmm. supposed to have freedom, you know, to be able to go out there and build our business and do things. And now I saw that some of the people that went to that rally in D.C., there are about 1,200 of them have been banned from being able to fly. So there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on right now. So, yes, that adds to volatility at times, but it's political, you know. So a lot of times politics doesn't factor into uh, the market too much unless there's something from the position of the new administration coming in, Joe Biden. Is he going to do something drastically different in policies and so forth like that? So his talks about taxation and things along those lines are what going to drive the market a lot more. So while we may be emotionally a little frantic right now, the good news is the markets aren't reacting to our emotions. That is correct. The markets are looking forward. And so, you know, some things I've been hearing, of course, if we look forward to the, you know, the Biden administration, you know, the Democratic House, Senate, 
you know, we're looking at potentially more stimulus, which is good for the stock market. It's good for the economy. It's not good 10, 20, 30 years down the road when you look at taxes, right? We, we have to pay it back somehow. You have the stimulus. We have the vaccines rolling out. We have low interest rates. I've been hearing some chatter about an infrastructure bill. So that would be more government spending that would help prop up. I mean, anything from materials, steel, all of that could be propped up as well. And that's potentially what the markets are looking forward to those things, not necessarily Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. Right. <laughs> and and what Luke was saying earlier, there, he has a really good point. And one of the points are you just can't always spend your way out of a problem because it's like us in our personal lifestyle. So if you have $20,000 in debt and you have a very hard time making the payments each month, so your solution to that is I'm going to go borrow another $20,000 so I can pay that debt because now I have that extra 20000 pay. Well, that's only a short-term solution because pretty soon you're going to run that other 20000 Now you have $40,000 of a debt. Well, that's the same thing with our national budget. You can't keep spending and not have that recourse come. So what they've been doing is just kicking it down the road, kicking it down the road, and then raising our taxes or raising this or raising that a little bit. And they've had record number of revenues come in where we've went from $2 trillion, $3 trillion, $4 trillion, $5 trillion in actual income from taxation on an annual basis. But they have never solved the problem, which is they need to spend less. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number A17 74725. Today's show has been a work of art. 